Welcome to Men of the Hearts, a monthly podcast from the Archdiocese of Detroit Office of Priestly Vocations. Join me, your host, Father Craig Guerra. And me, Father David Pelican. As we explore the priesthood, hear vocation stories from priests all over the Archdiocese and answer questions about discerning a priestly vocation. Tune in every month to wherever you get your podcast and learn more at DetroitPriestlyVocations.com. Well, welcome everybody to another edition of Men of the Hearts podcast. Last podcast we had on uh, a bishop, right? Bishop Quinn. Bishop Quinn. The happiest guy in the world. Um, Just, I was listening to the podcast the other day and it just, so many great things he said on that podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that before you listen to this one because we're going to build on all the wonderful things he said. No, we're just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they just need to listen to it. He he is a very (laughs) joyful fella and very spiritual too, you know, spiritual in a very practical way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Good man. So today um, we have on uh, a special guest who has been on before. Hmm. We have on Father John the Dudek. The Dudek. <laughs> the Dude. The Dude. <laughs> the dude. <laughs> that was my nickname at camp, The was Dude. The yeah. Dude? All right. Yeah. Look at that. Well, Father John is an associate over at Divine Child, um, and he is moving on. Just like Father David is. Just as like Father David is. So we thought it would be a good episode to talk about just life of what a first assignment was like. Secondly, what it means to kind of like move around and what are your hopes and your dreams. Maybe talk about some of the fun times, some of the inspirational times that we had at Divine Child. As in a couple months, uh, we're kind of all kind of scattering and uh, a new group of guys will come to Divine Child and... You guys will be off doing something different, but I'll keep you on the uh, text messages for when dinner is and everything like that, so you can appreciate it. Ah, yes, <laughs> late for dinner, evening prayer. No. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, before we begin, any blessings going on in your life, Father John? Um, this past weekend, both of my daughters graduated. My youngest graduated from undergrad in Michigan State, and my oldest graduated from grad school at Wayne State. So. Rock on. So, yeah, so That's it was a very awesome. busy weekend, very busy. Yeah, so, yeah. But it was good. For very those who don't remember, Father John was married before. Oh, yeah, and yeah. just in case. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who just spilled your coffee. Yeah, another, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go back another, to, another throwback. There was a great episode. Yeah, yeah, you have to go back to that them. and listen yeah. to that. Yeah. We Divine had a, Child Rectory. Yeah, we had Father Bob on. He was going to come on again, but he has the sniffles. So uh, the show must go on, as they say in the showbiz. That's right. We'll, we'll limp along without... His joyful presence today. Absolutely. Father John, I haven't seen you in like three weeks at the rectory. I know. Like, it's been busy. <laughs> I know. It's like we've, we've been like ships in the night it's, just it's passing. Been crazy busy lately. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and, and with, uh, I mean, obviously this past weekend, my, my daughter's graduations. And now this coming weekend, uh, Father David's sister's uh, wedding. So mm-hmm. it's it's just been busy. Many. And it's And it's that time of the year. It's May. It's graduation yeah. season. It's... it's uh, Grad parties, it's... Schools wrapping up, schools, first communions, exactly, first all communions. that good stuff. Yep. Yeah. So I was in my bedroom um, earlier, and I was playing... I just got an octave mandolin, and I love it, and I'm playing it a lot mm-hmm. lately. My fingers are already calloused again, so that's awesome. But I'm sitting there and just kind of like working on a, on a tune here, and then I just hear <laughs> like all these kids shouting outside. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? And I see these parents <laughs> run back and forth from like the window, and I don't know what's going on. I thought it was like maybe like a riot or something oh, you, like that. You, same with me. I was in the kitchen. I'm like... Why are there you're like... Talk, you're talking yesterday morning. No, today. Oh, today. today. Yeah, oh, this yeah. afternoon. Oh, yeah. oh, Yesterday, I was cutting through the kitchen at the rectory, and I looked out the window, and I'm like, wow, there's like 
two or three classes in our backyard. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that and, was the other one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And our, and, our, uh, the, the window, and those windows are, are tinted, so we can see out, but they can't see in. It's just a, a screen to protect because yeah. the sun's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, there's this one kid. He he's he's like he's got his nose pressed up against the glasses. <laughs> he's scared and he's trying to see, and, and he sees me, and he just gets this grin on his face. And then I walk into the room, and he's like just like. <laughs> looking at me, but he's, he realizes he's the only one that can see me, and I'm right there, like inches away from the glass, <laughs> right, just eating my ice cream, and I'm like waving at him and telling him, Shh, "Don't say anything." And uh, he just had a grin, and I just kind of walked away. And was that your dinner again? A, a no, that, that one. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Father John loves to eat a, a pint of ice cream for dinner. <laughs> It has been known to happen. <laughs> I've, I've seen it. Dude, you saw it once. It's like the second week I was at the Von Child. It's a stressful it's, week. And it's just like, ever since then, you've never let me live that one down. Oh, ice cream. But every time you have, you're the only one who buys ice cream. I take them when you buy the bars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah those have I don't know if you're going to be That's eating advice. from the I, carton, so I never take it from the carton. <laughs> Hopefully not. No, that's the, you Plus know. you're going to finish it. You know I don't roll that way. from the cart, you got, you're committed. You oh, exactly. It, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And but today you, there was some parade going on with the kids just to tie a bow on that one. I don't know, some Earth Day parade oh, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. The it. mayor came out. They planted a tree. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know what it was all about, but, yeah, that happened. Cool. D- Divine Child is is alive and well and uh, the pulse of the parish is beautiful and and like we've been talking there's something always going on there and it's yeah. it's great yeah it's yeah. great people are constantly asking me when's this going on what's going on my response is i don't know i just live here <laughs> <laughs> look at the bulletin <laughs> read the bulletin there's way too much uh way too much uh going on there to keep tabs on everything but i, I love it i love it so much life so what's going on with you father david you said something about your gonna be the officiant at your sister's wedding yeah yeah and you said of many how many sisters are getting married this summer i have two uh two sisters getting married this summer uh seven seven total sisters uh two are already married one's getting married this saturday one's getting married a month from now um and so so that it is a very exciting time for our family and uh yeah a very very joyful time everyone's coming into town and uh I'm realizing that I have to come up with two separate homilies. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a lot of the same guest list at the two uh, the two weddings. So no, it's, uh, it's an honor honor to be able to celebrate. Well, you've already done. With them. Didn't you do your other sister wedding? Or? Yeah, I did. I did my older sister's wedding. Um, my other sister's also married. I was not a deacon even yet, so okay. uh, I didn't do that one. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's a big blessing coming up, and uh, and also just uh, one of, one of our good friends, family friends, Father John. She is coming into town for that as well. So looking oh, forward to to getting to hang out with him a little bit as well. So. That's cool. That's cool. Seven sisters, you said. That's Did right. you ever hear of the Seven Sisters Apostolate before? I just found out out about that. No. You Does should... it have something to do with the stars? No, no. It should be um, you get someone to pray for you. Uh, but, you know, you get one person to do a holy hour each day so that every day someone's praying a holy oh, hour wow. for you. And since so you seven have people. seven sisters, they should mm. all commit to a day to do a holy hour for you. I think they should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they'll think of that. <laughs> 
I mean, you're good. doing all the uh, stuff. You're getting married, you know, doing the I marriage. Know. You did some baptisms. baptisms yeah, and got stuff another like baptism that. coming up in three weeks. So family baptism. It, it, and he's he's practicing his Italian. He's doing his Italian classes. You can hear him in the hallways, <laughs> right? Say something I'm, in I'm Italian. Yeah. Say something in Italian. Ciao. <laughs> Say something more in Italian. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> That's not Italian. <laughs> uh, what was it? What did I learn recently? Uh, oh, what's the phrase? I'm not going to be able to remember it now. Molto bene. Yeah. Molto bene. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll not, think not of something. I'll, th- I'll throw it in later. Get, I'll get, think of that's yeah. because you didn't use Rosetta Stone. You used the free app that you uh, got, right? I know. Well, I'm cheap. What can I say? <laughs> You're but frugal. Father Craig. You are frugal and wise. Thank yes, Father Craig. Father Craig. Hey, that's my What's name. What's been going on in your <laughs> in life? Your life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You've been picking on do you have us. A, do you have a, a, a blessing you'd, you'd like to share? i got a couple everyone? blessings. You know, it was really interesting. I think it was at the Easter Vigil. I can't remember because I go to so many different churches. But someone came up to me and said, I recognize that voice, and that's that's the voice of men in the hearts. That's the Radiohead priest. He likes Radiohead. And I'm like, yeah. And he talked yes. about the smile because uh, the main signer, Tom York, is part of the smile as well, who joined with Johnny, who are part of Radiohead. If you don't know any of this, you're not a Radiohead fan, so it doesn't matter. But compare it to the Beatles, it would be like John and Paul getting together and creating an album on their own without... Uh, the other guys Ooh. so it's pretty special it's pretty cool but that was fun to kind of just get recognized there's been a couple of people who have said that and like i was listening and and i heard that voice and i knew i knew that voice from somewhere so there are people listening to this podcast it's a good thing right that's good <laughs> that's always good to hear but also i got to be part of an art show which was really cool because divine child is known for its great art department and uh, it's got some great stuff so they put on an art show for not only the high school students but the elementary and junior high uh they call it middle school now not junior high back in our day father david we called it junior high (laughs) actually we still use that term around dc yeah all right so i got to put in a couple of pieces and i i went to the opening and they had some awards and, and different things like that i thought it was really cool did you win one no, no, no. Oh, you were in your category? No, no, we were just, <laughs> me and Father Bob put our stuff in just uh nice. you know, kind of show what we can do as well, too. So it was a lot of fun. So um, we already kind of know your vocation story. You want to just do a brief snippet of your vocation story before we talk about some of the transitions that are going to go on in your life or maybe speak about that in the midst of uh, your vocation story and where God is leading you? Well, where God's leading me is to uh, St. Regis Parish in Bloomfield, and I actually just left there minutes ago, uh, drove uh, down to the heart for this podcast. And um, God writes beautiful stories with crooked lines, and there's no mm-hmm. doubt um, that my life falls into that category. So I um, was married 20 years, uh, I have two daughters, uh, one's 24, one's 28. One just graduated from Michigan State with a degree in psychology and public health administration. And my oldest just graduated from Wayne State with a master's degree in social work. Mm. Um, and one of your daughters has the same name as our housekeeper. Yes. And you yeah. kept on talking about how you were switching cars with this person. And I kept on wondering why you kept on switching cars with our housekeeper. <laughs> and did put two and two together. Yeah, Elena. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, daughter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Elena, the college student. So whenever she uh, goes long distances, she'll 
she'll drop off her jalopy and uh, we'll swap cars so she has a, a trustworthy ride. Didn't you give mm-hmm. him a car like you're a good father and gave him a, a new car? No, no. It, it doesn't work that way, Craig. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it would be nice, but yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's yeah. So I got the call on February the fifteenth, saying um, from the archbishop's office, asking me, informing me. Uh, when when I tell people when the archbishop calls, you answer. It's all about um, our uh, our ministry. Uh, the obedience. So I got the call on February the 15th um, as telling me that I was, in, uh, I was informed that I was being reassigned to St. Regis. So it's been a whirlwind tour. Um, just the reality of it, the beauty of it. Um, so a lot of meetings, more meetings to go to, but it's all good. You know, a little nervous, but I'm truly stoked and excited about uh, the future. Um, so what have you done over at St. Regis? I know you've been going over there and meeting people. Have you gone and do a tour? Yeah, Father Dave Bursmeyer, the, uh, the, the outgoing priest who's retiring, uh, he's introduced me to the entire staff. He showed me around um, the facilities. Um, last week or about 10 days ago, I had a meeting with the, uh, the administration over at Brother Rice, um, who I will be uh, the chaplain at Brother Rice High School. it's in the same parking lot. Yeah, and right on top of each other. Yeah. And then I'm working on coordinating a, uh, a meeting with the administration at uh, Marion High School. Which is in the same parking, parking lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We almost own the whole block, right? Does St. Regis have a school as well? Too? They have an elementary school, yeah. So And a junior high or a middle school? They have an K-8. Uh, actually, right. nowadays what they're calling the middle school, junior high, whatever you want to call it, they're calling them the academy. So, mm. so yeah, mm-hmm. so um, St. Regis has an academy. So the elementary school, K, uh, K-5, K-6, and then the academy, um, I think it's seventh and eighth grade. Mm. So, that sounds right. Yep. yep. I was out there and I gave a vocation talk. I did mass and then we did a talk with uh, the academy and uh, they had some really great questions. So um, I think you're going to have a lot of fun over there. Uh, you call them whatever you want. Middle schoolers, they, they surprise you. It's like sometimes yeah, you, you'll... You'll be uh, with them, and you, you ask them a question, and it's cricket. Other times, they'll uh, they throw bombs at you, and they and they're great. They're they're mm-hmm. on the mark. Uh, they're middle school kids are uh, are very unique, and uh, it's a great great age group to work with. I was a middle school teacher for 17 years. So you're prepared for this. You. You've got some background. I've got some background. I've got some history in schools. 26 years as a teacher, uh, three in Detroit public schools, eight in Clarkston public schools, and then 15 in Novi. Wow. So 17 years as a middle school teacher, nine years as a high school teacher. So, yeah, you got uh, some experience going on there. So um, I'm wondering if that came into play when they were thinking about who they needed to send over there. You'd have to ask them. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, uh, as we talked about it so many different times upon this podcast, is that when you become a priest, your gifts aren't taken away from you, but they're they're used. Yeah. So now you get to use your gift in a, in a very unique and special way as being the the priest for the academy. Oh, a- absolutely. I, I remember when I retired from public schools um, from being a teacher. Um, and I entered the seminary. I was like, okay, boom, those days are behind me. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I did my time, so to speak, right? Um, and I get out to Boston to uh, Pope St. John the Twenty Third National Seminary. Did we it, talk about that seminary before? No, we can maybe d- do a little dive into that yeah, today we if you do want. A little bit, yeah. But um, 
So we started visiting parishes around the area. And when I walked into a parish that had a school, I uh, it just something inside just clicked. And I realized, mm -hmm. wow, this really is in my blood. And because mm -hmm. um, I always thought, no, I'm, I'm done with schools. Put me in a parish without a school, I'll be happy. But um, now God has brought me back to a parish with an elementary school and two neighboring high schools. So um, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm excited about it. Stoked. All stoked. Right. Yeah. Were you a skater back in the day? I tried, but I didn't. Ha I don't have a coordination <laughs> for it. I got a lot of bruises and scars from trying to do that back in the 70s. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You got new hips too, right? <laughs> I had hip surgery, yeah, and it's a little tissue tear, So, but yeah. everything's on the men. Everything's doing well. Good. Yeah. good. So John the 23rd, great institution. Um, who is John the 23rd for those who don't know? Pope, <laughs> very humble man who, yeah. when he was elected Pope, um, I think in 19... Now Saint. 58. Right. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, everyone thought, okay, we'll, he'll, we'll fill the gap. This is an easy pick. He won't do anything crazy. Well, he, he calls the Second Vatican Council, right? Yeah. And uh, He was known for being a jokester too, wasn't he? Yeah, I heard he had quite the sense of humor. Yeah. So. What was the question? How many people work in the Vatican? The answer is about half. <laughs> that was his answer, <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's, there's also a story that um, he was walking by right after he became Pope. He was walking by. You know, they walk by and there's all the crowds. And he heard some woman commenting that, you know, oh, he's a, that he was a little, comments to the effect of he's a little on the heavier side, right? He just went right up to her. He goes, ma'am, a papal conclave is not a beauty contest. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about the seminary, St. John the 23rd. Oh, it was beautiful. I, I went to school with men from all over the world, Australia, Africa, Asia, Europe, South America, and all over North Antarctica? America. Antarctica? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. All, okay, sorry, Craig, you caught me on the technicality there. <laughs> yeah. So, But all over, and, and it was great. I feel like I got friends in there, almost every continent. So what was it, though? Like, what's different about St. John the 23rd? St. John, um, Pope St. John uh, the 23rd National Seminary is specifically designed for late-life vocations, okay. men 35 to 60. What would you say is the average age there? Upper 40s. Upper 40s. Yeah, okay. yeah. So. so what was your experience like there? It was great. Um, I went to You named the profession. I went to school with somebody... Um, Electrician, um, doctors, lawyers, um, people in the uh, state government. Uh, one of the gentlemen that I went to school with was the uh, state attorney general for South Dakota. So I, every background, basically. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. So, White collar, blue collar, you name it. It, yeah. was, it was very diverse and it was great. So all you older vocations out there, you're working at your job right now. You're listening to the podcast, and somehow, yeah, absolutely. somehow God's tapping you on the shoulder. You know you got a vocation somewhere because this ain't working quite right for you. You got a hole in your heart. You're meant to serve God. Well, you can still be called. Absolutely. If you're in your 30s, Amen. if you're in your 40s, if you're in your 50s, if you're in your 60s, it yeah. can happen. Now, normally we take guys anywhere between, uh, you know, right out of high school, 18 to 55, but... Uh, above 55 we do on a case-by-case -case basis and uh, mm -hmm. one of the first seminarians that I got into the seminary uh, is a man named Pat Bruin who was 63 years old when he went to St. John the 23rd or yeah. John the 23rd. And, and I think Pat just completed his second year 
mm-hmm. and the time flies. I, the two years that I was assigned to Divine Child has flown by. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to share with us some graces at Divine Child? Like, what what did, what are like some of your top moments at Divine Child that just I would have never thought as a priest I would be doing this. You got to categorize it. Um, There is the pastoral work, and then there's the community living. And without a doubt, living Mm -hmm. with you, Father David, and Father Bob was a huge blessing. Uh, It was great. I loved every minute of it. Um, We brought so much to the table, uh, each of us. um, We're diverse, uh, different generations. Um, Obviously, my background as a teacher and a parent, um, Father Bob's background as as a mailman, Former employee of uh, the Detroit Tigers, uh, photographer, photographer, extraordinary, Ex- photographer, extraordinary. extraordinary. Yep, exactly. He takes thousands upon thousands of pictures yeah, exactly. a week. That's his passion. Yeah, yep. yeah. So he loves doing it. Yeah, and, and and Father David's academics and and his pastoral care and just coming together, breaking bread at the end of the day, praying together, and uh, debriefing, learning, and just. Um, Unwrapping the day. Yeah, yesterday's dinner was great. We just sat and talked and talked and talked around the dinner table, and we just <laughs> didn't know how long time. Went. <laughs> <laughs> they sat down for like two minutes in front of me and scarfed their stuff down, and then ran away. Yesterday left me was to a clean crazy up everything. everything. Listen, listen, crazy. listen, we're listen. stretched a little thin right now. <laughs> yeah, we're a man down. Just, just for the record, it was nine. Okay, it was nine, <laughs> nine to ten. Minutes? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah, that what it was? yeah, yeah exactly. probably was. Yeah, so. that was a little crazy. Yeah, a little crazy, but again, there was a, a ministry situation that was important for yep. us to be there. Well, what so. about like in ministry? Like, like look at what you've done as a priest, and and name some experiences that you just are odd that you have the, been a part of. The 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 late night calls when um, for an anointing of the sick when you get a phone call. Yeah, nine, ten, eleven, twelve o'clock, middle of the night, and you got to go to the hospital, and you're dragging. But when you get there. Um, the Holy Spirit fills you, um, you're present for the family, and uh, you're able to administer the uh, sacrament uh, of the sick um, and pray with the family. Mm-hmm. And you walk out of there 2.30 in the morning feeling like it's 2.30 in the afternoon, just energized and pumped, and it's because of the Holy Spirit. It's because of the ministry, uh, and it just gives you energy. Yeah, yeah, Bishop Quinn was talking about that, how he gets to do that. Now. Yeah. What an amazing experience it is for him. Now, how do you get woken up for, like, a emergency call? <laughs> they call, we answer. <laughs> and the, the other thing that I, I wanted to mention was the um, confession, the confessional. Yeah, It's probably one of the most beautiful experiences. Uh, I've often said to you guys that um, I, I could sit in a confessional all day. Yeah. Um, it's just the people being able to pour maybe, out their heart maybe, and soul. Maybe not with your hip, but, yeah. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> But people being able to pour yeah, out and, yeah. and let things go that they've been holding on to for some people decades, and yeah. and it trans literally it transforms their lives. Yeah. Well, and you see you see God's grace, you see the Holy Spirit at work for healing uh, in those moments so much, and I don't know for me what's what's very like humbling and just awesome at the same time is in both of those moments, especially you know anointings like especially if they're more urgent confessions is um, the amount of uh, just I guess trust that people have in you just because you're a priest you know uh, and how they're just open to like let you into their lives at those very vulnerable moments because 
it's not you, it's the Lord. You know, you know, it's just that's very humbling to me, and it's an honor. It's a real honor to be able yeah. to to kind of mediate God and and His grace and the Holy Spirit and the presence of Jesus in those times. Um, yeah, it, there's nothing like it. It's you're pretty good. You're a pretty good preacher too. You know, it, it, it's it's like when you hear your voice. It's like, what, really? That's what I sound like. <laughs> and and yeah, you know, okay, I. I you I, seem to enjoy it, though. I like do. Like you're enjoy channeling it. your teaching, I think. Yeah, I, you, yeah. Know? It, it, you know what? That's a great way to put it, yeah. uh, Father David. I do channel my teaching, and and I remember um, out at John the Twenty Third, and you're serving, and you're up on the altar for the first time, and you realize you're there. This is real. Hmm. Am I? in the right place. This is what God wants me to do. And, and I just started telling myself, John, this is your new classroom, mm. right? Just look at this. This is your new classroom. Um, there's going to be stages. You're in your student teaching stage right now, but one day you're going to get that classroom. And uh, yeah, so it's been beautiful. And um, That's awesome. You know, I brought up about the emergency just because of when you guys remember <laughs> that my appendix burst, I thought, who would I go like, dude, to? I, we, we knew where you were going, Father you, Greg. I went to Father John first because I'm like, he grew up with kids. He's had kids, so he knows what it's like to get a knock on the door in the middle of the night. A knock on the door. I'm dying, and I hear, hello. Go away. <laughs> and I said, I need you to take me to the hospital. And then no one said anything for like three minutes, so I knocked on Father David's door. <laughs> and I thought I was dreaming. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, is somebody knocking my door? What's going on? And all of a sudden, it's like, and then you're like, dude, I knocked on your door. You didn't answer. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you did answer, but you went right back to sleep. It was funny. So. So now I, I know you have a, a long history with Camp Santa Maria, yep. and you got to go back as a priest. What was that like? Um, probably uh, uh, one of the most beautiful weeks of my life. I describe started... it. Describe. Be more descriptive here. Okay. Explain it to us. Absolutely. Did you ride horses? Uh, so, for those of you listening, <laughs> Did you I shoot my, my first summer at Camp Santa Maria was the summer of 1974. So 49 years ago. Uh, I went to camp as an eight-year-old. Um, I was at St. Matthew's Parish, and the deacon there, uh, Deacon Jim Bjorn, uh, was talking camp up. My brother and I went, and I've been going back ever since. Mm -hmm. And last summer when I got there to um, be the priest for the week for girls' camp, I was probably as nervous at camp um, that I was the very first week of being a priest at Divine Child, mm. uh, just because it, it meant so much to me to be there, uh, and I remember standing in front of the girls and looking out and thinking, "That's where I sat when I was eight, and I was in that pew when I was ten, and I remember when I used to run the corral at camp and I'd walk in late, I'd walk through that door, and but it was now no, this was, wasn't John Dudek up there, this was Father John Dudek, and." Um, took it very seriously, and uh, it was a beautiful experience. And yes, I went down to the beach, I rode some horses, um, and... I the Archbishop went, likes to ride horses yeah, when he goes there, yeah, too, because yeah, he goes I, every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I went for my, like, Father David would go for my run and uh, get my runs in and spend time with the, the campers mm -hmm. and enjoy life. And I got some friends who lived in the area, so I, I was able to hang out with some friends. So how do you prepare for preaching when you're preaching to a bunch of campers compared to preaching 
on the weekend at a parish. Oh, you got to know your audience. Yeah, so. Well, you have two daughters, so that must have been a little bit helpful for you. Yeah, when you're at camp, you're preaching from an, a, a group 8 to 16, plus the staff. So you got a wide mm-hmm. range. So um, you got to try to hit all the marks. Um, Father David, if you want to add, because I know you were there last summer as well. I, I actually probably enjoy most uh, preaching to, to young people. I, I absolutely love it, you know, and probably just growing up with young people around all the time. So for me, it's the most natural thing in the world to preach to a bunch of kids at camp or, you know, the grade levels as they come to the 830 Mass and such. Um, I tend to, now this can backfire, but I tend to use a good amount of questions in my homilies when I have younger kids. I don't think that would fly at the 8 a.m. Mass on Sunday. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think it helps uh, to be a little more interactive when you got young kids. Um, yep. You got to be able to differentiate. Like yeah. 26 years as a teacher, as a, being a special education teacher, you, you have to know your audience. You have to know the levels of your students in your classroom. And at any given time, you could have a student with autism to a, a student who is would be, let's say, fall under the, the gifted category. And you mm-hmm. got to present the material to both of them so they both understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just mm-hmm. got to be on your toes. You got to know your material. And uh, so yeah, there's yeah. a great art in that. I mean, to, to know how to teach something that is, you know, I mean, of God that is infinite and bring it down to a second grader's level to explain it takes more work than just explaining it, you know, what you read out of a book or something like that. So. Yeah. It's fun to learn and figure out what works and what doesn't work. You know, and, and um, I think some of the animated movies that have come out where the kids are sitting there laughing like there's no tomorrow and they're crying, and then the next scene, all the adults in the audience are just laughing. It's yeah. the genius of being able yeah, yeah, to yeah. put things in that yes. benefits the, the kids, but yeah. the parents can relate to it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so you're, you know your audience and... and and you just got to be creative. Yeah. And I, I think that applies especially, um, like, I know you have uh, the First Communions this Saturday. Correct. And uh, Getting often, the full often, DC experience. oftentimes you're talking to the kids, but you're actually talking to the parents just as much. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's, uh, sometimes that's almost more effective, you yeah. know, um, I think. So, yeah. I, but, yeah, you're a good preacher. You enjoy it. Thank and, you. Uh, I appreciate it. That, that means a lot. You know, I appreciate it very much, uh, David. Yeah. As are you. I mean, you and I got to celebrate uh, Mass yesterday with uh, all the high school students at D.C. It was the, the last Mass um, for the high school students with all four grades, ninth through 12th, and it was the last opportunity for Father David and I to uh, have Mass with them. So yeah. uh, it was uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, you're coming up to last. Very bittersweet, you know. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of lasts coming up. You yep, know, I think exactly. about that a lot these days. It's just like... Yeah. You know, yeah, why don't you explain that place. a little bit, like what's going on in your heart and your mind with uh, moving on because you've been now at Divine Child for three years and now you're going back to school and yeah. we know you uh, enjoy school and everything like that, but you're kind of saying goodbye to something that uh, you're not going to do for quite a while again. So yeah, what's yeah. that like to say that this is my last school mass or uh. this is my last whatever, the Christmas here? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost hard to describe. And I will say one of the things that I've I've loved about Divine Child is just the friendships that I've built 
you know, and, and a lot of priests talk about their first assignment. They say, you, you form just like these friendships, right? And the people form you. You form these friendships that are just like, they're lasting, you know? And I, I, I feel like that about some of my friends that of parishioners at Divine Childs. Like, yeah, we're going to keep in touch. You know what I mean? It's, uh, they're just, they're good friends. And so it, it is, it is very bittersweet leaving. Um, I remember when I was young and I was at, uh, we'd go to Mass at this little shrine, Pius Union of St. Joseph out in Grass Lake. And one of the priests there had been there forever. It was just this joyful, charismatic priest. Big influence on me, right? Seeing his joy, Father Paul, um, kind of really showed me what a joyful life the priesthood can be. And I remember him saying this, and I've just had these words in my mind a lot these past couple uh, weeks and months even. Um, he said, you know, my first assignment was wherever, in Italy. And I feel like I left part of my heart there. And then, you know, and then I was in the Philippines. And I left another part of my heart. Then I was in uh, uh, America, and I'm leaving the final part of my heart, he said. So he says, and I just tell Jesus every time, you got to give me a little more of your heart, right, to love the people with. And I, I feel something like that. Mm. Like, like you, you do leave something behind, you know, because you've invested, you, I've, you know, kind of poured myself out. I've, I've loved the people or tried to love them well. And so there's, there, there's a bond there. And, uh, you know, there, there is some sadness. You feel like you're leaving part of you behind, but I, that's kind of been my prayers. Like, Jesus, you'll just have to, you know, make me a little, give me a little more of your heart uh, going forward. I like that. That sounds really cool. Not only that, fitting too, for men of the hearts, right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, also, <laughs> there's your f- fingerprints over a lot of different things, a lot of projects mm-hmm. that both of you have for done sure. that you for know sure. are going to last. And like in 50 years, someone's going to say, like, who is Father John, and why does it say not to touch this or something like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think about that. There's still there's still a note in the sacristy from Father David Beachel when he was there, yeah, saying don't dump the live charcoals into this bin because you'll burn the rec- the, the the sacristy down. You know, so <laughs> things live on. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. but, yeah. So what is it like to get prepared for Italy? Because this is a major change. You're going to live in a different. Yeah, well, to be honest, I should probably be doing more prep than I am right now. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I, you know, because the, the parish is so uh, busy. And, and at the end of the day, like, I'm assigned here till July 1st. So I, I, can't, just, I can't just check out. You know, Father uh, John and I, have, we have a joke that whenever anything comes up to do or any meetings, to plan, we say, yeah, let's book that for July 2nd. Yeah, yeah put that then on um, the agenda for the, <laughs> the, the 2nd of July. Yeah. For those but, of you who don't know that July 1st is when the new assignments always begin. So we won't be here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, It's but, interesting, too, as, as to go hmm. back on what you were talking about with especially moving around on assignments. Usually, like, I think as a younger kid, you kind of connect with the younger new guy who comes to a parish, right? Mm. And I can remember the many associates that came through my home parish when I was growing up, and you're like, how come Father so-and-so is leaving? I, I like that uh, guy. Like, his mm-hmm. homilies are great. You know, he's been there for two years, or he's been there for three years. And mm-hmm. Yeah, the pastor's there, and he's always been there, but it's always that, you know, like, that associate, remember so-and-so, you know, so... I wonder how the you know kids are going to feel that you're going to be gone and everything like that. You know, kids and the adults. I mean, I, I can't yeah. speak for Father David, but I've been inundated with people. Why, why are they taking you? Why are they taking Father sure. David? Right. Sure. And I, my response to that is, is, is it's a, a testament to Divine Child. Um, the Archdiocese sends newly ordained priests to parishes like Divine Child because of the the vibrant life that is there and the opportunities that we get to go 
and to learn, make some mistakes, uh, grow as priests, and uh, because there is so much going on. I mean, Divine Child is just, it's, it is happening. All right, There's so tell so me, much going on. Yeah, so what you did mention about some of the mistakes, and I think that might be fun to explain a little bit. Like, name a mistake that you're willing to share with us, like in ministry that you've you've done. I'll share with I'll share one with okay, you. Okay, sounds good. I did, <laughs> it, this wasn't at Divine Child, but it was at another parish, and we were just doing a concelebration, not a concelebration, a convalidation, which is for those of you who don't know, it's 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 like someone who's been married outside of the church has come back to the church and now needs to receive the sacrament. So they call it a convalidation, right, mm-hmm. Father David? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was a f- only a few of us, and um, I'm going through the vows, and my cell phone goes off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was it was good in the sense that they, you know, they weren't dressed up. It was just like sort of like a Tuesday afternoon. You know, yeah, a few yeah. Sometimes a little less formality. Still, That's though, tough, I mean, though. my phone went off, That's so tough. I've checked my phone like maybe fifteen times before I begin mass because it's gone off before on me. And you know, it's not enough just to turn it on vibrate because the amber alert goes off and you know or the special severe thunderstorm is coming and it will mm-hmm. beep so you have to turn it off or so name something like like that that you've gone through okay so i think it was like probably the first two weeks at divine child after the penitential rite, father david you guys can help me with the words that we we um and you are sitting at the right hand of the father to intercede for us and that those next words i wasn't I wasn't saying them. And after finally, after two weeks, two or three women came up to me and said, Father John, they were so concerned. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, that's my fault. <laughs> I just, I'm blanking, okay? I got to stick. Uh, as we, we, When you look at the Roman Missal, you, you, you do the red, you read the black. I mm. said, and it was just nerves, just pure nerves that I was skipping that one part. Hmm. Um, well, something that I routinely do is, because uh, you know, you don't always say the creed. So like, but you do on Sundays, right? So, but otherwise you'd go right into the prayers of the faithful. So this just happened uh, last weekend to me, actually, uh, where I was like, and now, you know, confident in our heavenly father's goodness, his loving care for us. Let's turn to him with our prayers. Then I look at the the reader who's supposed to be getting up and I'm giving her like the nod, like, you know, this is your cue, get up there. And she's looking back at me and she's shaking her head. Then she starts to go. And then I realized, oh no, she's right. I'm wrong. I go, but first let us profess our faith. (laughs) (laughs) The first time, that's a mistake I make. The first time I did that, the organist (laughs) is up and he wrote down up because we went right into the prayers of the faithful. I completely skipped yeah. over the creed, and, and <laughs> Matt Simpson, is, you can see he's up there, he's sketching, and then all of a sudden he's like leaning over the banner with the sign, and it says creed. <laughs> and I was like, I love it. Yes, and I love it. Was, <laughs> so it was like, okay, we, we got it yeah. in. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Oh, I almost had. Um, you know, my sister's getting married. Yes, yeah, Saturday. Yes, we know. And so I had it in my calendar as one o'clock. It's not one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was talking to her yesterday, and I was uh, luckily I was talking to her, and I was like, "Yeah, so so I plan to get there, you know, no later than twelve fifteen. And there's just this silence, you know. And she's like, "You know, it starts at noon, right?" I was like, "Oh no, I've got it in my calendar as one." So <laughs> glad we caught that one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
Well, you guys are, are a lot better than I because I've made some bigger mistakes than that. <laughs> well, you, you did caveat. You said that we would be willing to exactly. share. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, Care to share, Father Craig? Yeah, I think my first baptism, I baptized the baby's eyeball. Like, <laughs> oh, we've, you know, we've all been there. You're, yeah. trying, you're trying so hard, and the, I had the little seashell, and that thing's sharp. So, you know, mm-hmm. the baby's wiggling, and I just didn't want to have anything. So I don't use a seashell anymore, but I certainly baptize the baby's eye. You know, the baby starts crying. And oh, like, oh, I, I'm I, so yeah. sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. That was baptism. I said the right things and did the right oh. things. I just pour the water in the, the baby's end eye. End of the day, the baby was baptized. Amen. Yeah. Father Craig, remind me, where was your first assignment? Was it Holy Family Novi? No, it was Guardian Angels. Assignment? I was there. Oh, I yeah, lost yeah, for right, two years. Right. And then I was at St. Fabian and St. Coleman uh, for my next assignment. And then I oh, went nice. to St. Ephraim uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was a pastor there. And then I became vocation director. Nice. nice. What do high you, school did you go to? Sterling Heights High School. My first Catholic school I went to was seminary. My first official school that I went to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Father Craig, I'm just curious. Are there, when you look back at your first assignment, are there people that you met there who you are still like friends with today, would you say? There's a couple of families that I'm totally yeah. friends with, yeah, yeah, and I see all the time. Nice. Yeah. 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 That's the hardest part, the friends. Yeah. The, the, the countless friends. Well, you, you form these relationships, Absolutely. you know, and, and it's beautiful, you know. But, so. Well, what am I going to do when you guys are gone in the rectory? I've trained you to, like, not leave the, you know, dish towel in the sink, <laughs> Father David. Hey, hey. <laughs> I may do that from time to time. The other day I was, I was so tired. I'm, Father Bob was in the kitchen. I'm, I'm, I opened the dishwasher his back was to me, and he hears, and he turns around and goes, oh, those are clean. I said, oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll come back to it. <laughs> I left. I ended up going to my office for a minute, and the next thing you know, I went to bed. I woke up the next morning because I'm always the first one in the house who wakes up. This and is true. <laughs> Four the, 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 give or take. The uh, dishwasher doors still open. <laughs> Everything was the way it was when I left it. And so was, let me ask you this. How many times have you seen the light on the dishwasher and decided you weren't going to eat anything because you didn't want to <laughs> the dishwasher? I've been no, there. <laughs> no, my mom trained me well. You know what? If it needs to be uh, emptied, and so you do it. And, and that's what I try to teach my daughters. Don't. It's not a part of I load, she unloads. No, it's hey, we're a team. It's, yeah. So, and, and that's, good. that's one of the great things about the four of us when we were together um, these past couple of years. Um, whether it was cleaning up after a meal, someone had to skate out because of an appointment, um, we just took care of each other. A, a true community. Um, yeah. Supported each other. Uh, don't worry about it. I got your back. Take off. We'll clean up. Um, yeah. Not only at the in the kitchen, dining room table, um, but also through ministry with Father Bob and, and Father David. Um, yeah, it is a real brotherhood that formed. Absolutely. You know? And uh, that's been a huge blessing. And uh, I, I, I was just thinking about that. I've never actually lived on my own, you know? Uh, and I think that I think that would have been hard, especially as a first assignment. I don't know if I could have done it. You know, it's just like the constant support of having you guys around has been uh, just amazing. Because I, I, I love the priesthood, but there are challenging days, right? And just having some yes. other people who just who just get it, yep. who you can talk to. Yeah, you don't have it, to. It's just like, You don't yeah. have to explain anything. You can yeah. just, you know. How's your day you going? Well, I this happened. Yeah. And you don't have to go into details. Yep. 
they get it. Yep, exactly. It's yeah. brotherhood, fraternal, uh, fraternal brotherhood. Absolutely. What are some things that happen at Divine Child that you just didn't expect as a priest or maybe some of the meetings or different things that you're just like, I, I know I wouldn't like this and I still don't like this. <laughs> so just didn't expect or, or like the less fun know. parts? Yeah, <laughs> both. I don't know. Well, I think Father John and I both share something of an aversion to evening meetings, especially if they're long. Father John's bedtime is pretty early. So so <laughs> evening meetings, you just, I just, sometimes I'm across the table from him and I just watch his eyelids start to like, he, yes, you can just, just tell he's fading. Yeah, you know, and, it's and, just, and I fight and I yeah, push through. Yeah, yeah, he does, then, like, a, like a champ. And but. then the meeting ends and everyone starts to linger and chatting yeah. and, and I'm just heading for <laughs> the door. Like, God and, bless you. And I'm like, I, I go back. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but. Yeah. This is my bedtime. Past his bedtime. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, yeah. if I have something going on in the evening, I'm somewhere else, so I don't see anybody. But, like, if I don't have something going on in the evening, you guys do, I, in my heart, I'm, like, looking at you guys going, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But you know what? I'm going to go what? watch some TV for an hour before I go pray. Well, you have to go to the finance council meeting. <laughs> it was It was actually something Bishop Quinn said, uh... Uh, when we had him on, he said something about meetings to the effect of just like he's inspired by the generosity of the people who are there. Oh, yeah, they've definitely. had a long day too. Yeah. And they're like excited to be there. And, and you, you know, very often, and they're like excited to serve the, the, the parish. And, and so that I, that I took that to heart because I was like, you know, he's, he's very right about that. And uh, even if it's, you know, a little, little less enthusiasm from me, like to, to be there and, and honor their, uh, their dedication to the parish is, is a good thing. It, and one of the beauties that I've experienced in this past year has been the family of parish pastoral council meetings. Mm. Um, uh, the representatives from uh, each of our parishes in our family have gotten together and, uh, okay, we're, we're doing something new. How's this work? Okay, uh, we're doing this together. Everyone was on the same page. And the, what's developing, it's, it's organic and it's grassroots. And mm. um, everyone was a little skeptical in the very beginning. A little nervous. What are they getting themselves into? But now I think really when we get to these meetings, um, there's there's life, there's excitement, yeah. there's joy 100%. about the the future, about what we can do. What else are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to help bring our our family closer. Um, how can we collaborate? And that that's been great. When you have people, when you have meetings like that, yeah, you feed off of the people. Oh, and it yeah. gives you energy, like. The, uh, the the one o'clock in the morning anointing um, yep. you the people give you the energy that you need and God gives you the energy that you need to carry on and sometimes it's through the people yeah. so Amen. through his uh, through his flock yeah Amen. Father Bob is certainly like uh, when he gets around people he gets energized yes oh, yeah. like super energized he's the energizer body man yep I uh, feel bad for him you know like when he's under the weather because he can't see people. <laughs> That's tough for no, him. No, it is. Whereas me, I'd be okay. You know, I'm okay if I get like a day of just like not seeing anyone, you know, keep to myself. I, mean, I think that's something that, that I've kind of learned about myself. I, 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 Yeah, I am a people person. Yeah. Okay, I do check out at a certain time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. But, but for the most part, um, the people of God um, give me the energy that I need to make it through a day, a week, a month. And um, I feed yeah. off of them. They've helped me to be a better person, a better uh, parent, um, yeah. and a better priest. 
So I, what I, did you yeah. do for uh, the whole Triduum this year? Because I know everybody switched. Yeah, yeah, different. yeah. We, we kind of broke it up. Father David did all the services for Holy Thursday. I did all the services for Good Friday, and then uh, Father Bob did the services for um, uh, the Easter Vigil. So you have only done two. Which one have you haven't done yet? I've done Holy Thursday and Good Friday. Okay. So. So you got the big one next year. Next year. Yes. All by yourself, man. All by myself, flying solo. Yeah, you gotta do. You gotta do all three of them next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. 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 How is life gonna be like in Rome? Like, what? What are you actually? I know you're gonna go to classes and you're gonna study for different things, but like, where are you gonna yeah. live? How are you gonna live? Where are you gonna minister? What is What is your life gonna look like now? Because this is a certainly different path than what Father John is going on. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's 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 very different. Yeah, I mean, Father John, it's a big adjustment, right? Because he's he's yeah. now kind of like he's really the main guy uh, ministering at and and overseeing Saint Regis Parish. Like you're it, you know. Uh, whereas for me, like. I really, my ministry, like my priestly work is my studies, yes. which is a very weird thing to think about because sure. it's, it's been so outward focused up to this point and I've loved it. You know, you just dive in and you give yourself and you're, you, you give, right? You give and you love and, and that's it. And, and I love that. And so I do know it's going to be a bit of a, and I've talked to other priests who've gone over this, it's a bit of an adjustment. You know, because you feel from, somewhat selfish because it's like you're yeah. spending all this time now. Because studying really is kind of an inward focused thing, yeah. you know, where it's like you're you're learning, you're you're soaking up, but there's not a lot of giving directly, right? I mean, and, and uh, I was talking to uh, Father John Ricardo about this because he went over there and studied, and he said uh, one of the most he was on our podcast things. as well too. So go back. and you should go to listen to that, that one too. That's a good one. <laughs> well, we got three plug, three plug. throwbacks here. Yeah. Man. Just listen to them all, except for the first three. The first three. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Uh, learning curve. Learning yeah. curve. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, so um, he, sa- he said, uh, try to envision the people you will be ministering to with what you're learning. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was really, really good. And so for me, I mean, most likely it'll be the seminarians. It's just think like, like I'm doing this so that I can give back one day. Um, and I thought that was very helpful. And what are you going to um, study again? I'm going to study dogmatic sacramental theology. Okay, explain that to the people. Well, <laughs> and me, <laughs> I've got I got five years to figure out what that is. <laughs> okay, what is dogmatic? No, mean? so uh, so dogmatic just means like, you know, when you try to organize all of this is what the church teaches. You know, that's like dogma. Like this is what's been definitively taught. Uh, this is how we understand these kind of things. And then you go beyond it, and you can say within that there's. There's speculation, right? And then sacramental, obviously, seven sacraments, but also just the sacramental nature of the church that, that God tends to reveal him stuff through, like, well, stuff, right? Whether it's his own body, whether it's a piece of bread, whether it's, you know, oil or water that he uses. He uses stuff to to mediate his presence. I mean, that's that's the sacramental piece. Yeah. Um, so much more than that, I don't really know. So where are you going to be living, and how is that going to look for you? I will be living at Casa Santa Maria, which is is a house, a residential house for priests from the United States studying in Italy. And I'll probably be there with a give or take about 40 other priests. And uh, and it's kind of like dorm style. I did find out that we all get our own bathroom. That's good. Uh, that's good to know. You have your own kind of room, cell, you could call it, I guess, um, with a desk and all that. Um, common, like eating area and such. Um, 
but but that that's where I'll be living. And then, so you live kind of by your, your nationality or what country you're from. And then you study by your, you know, area of expertise, which for me will be sacraments. So I'll be living with all guys from the U.S., but I'll be studying with guys from all around the world, if that makes sense. And it will be taught in Italian. That's why you're learning It will be Italian. taught in Italian. That's why I'm, I'm trying to learn Italian. I haven't been pretty good. How are you going to learn in a different language? I just, I find that amazing. Well, you know, if you see me here before four years, it's probably because I flunked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. We both. I, I hope not. I don't think so. I'm not going to say it this time. I'm not going to say it. Well, great restraint, <laughs> Father Craig. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, will you do any ministry, or is it just I'm just going to study? I mean, I, I would assume that you get to go to different churches all over the place in Rome, and, and you can celebrate Mass at these places, but you won't necessarily have a weekend assignment or anything, correct? No, no. My only assignment is to study. Now, I've talked to a lot of, a lot of guys, and they've said, you know, just as a priest, it's helpful just to, like, to continue, like, living that priestly spirit to have some sort of ministry. So some guys will do, like, the uh, the missionaries at charity are always looking for priests to celebrate Mass for them in the morning. So some guys will say, like, oh, once a week, I'm going to celebrate Mass for the missionaries at charity. Some guys will help out with confessions somewhere. Some guys will say, once a month, I'm going to go and preach and help out at a parish on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, I anticipate that I'll do something, you know. Um, I just think that's just healthy as a priest to have something to do. Um but I really, I got I to gotta get over there and figure out what that's going to look like. Are you doing summer classes as well, too? Or is that where you have summers off and come back to you? No, United no. States? This summer I'm working on Italian. And uh, I- the following summers, we'll, we'll just have to see. I got to learn some other languages, so I might try to do that over the summer. I'll probably be back around. What other languages do you got to learn? I don't. I, I got to look at it again. There's something like two other modern theological languages. German, French. Yeah, so I'll probably have to at least learn either German or French. I don't know if I have to learn both or not. I'll have to figure it out. But one of those. And then Latin and Greek, but I kind of know those already. So we'll get there. Yeah. I briefly looked at what it would be like to get an art history degree, and I would have to learn French or German. Yeah. Um, and that sort of kind of sours me on the idea. <laughs> not up for that, huh? I'm not good with yeah, languages. I'm just, that's not my skill whatsoever. I'm not good with art, so, you know. But you speak Spanish pretty well, and, and yeah. isn't that close to Italian? Yeah, um, yeah, for comprehension. It messes you up when you try to speak it, because you just speak Spanish. And people look at you funny. But you can order a coffee and a, and a croissant at a coffee shop there, right? And, and Espanol? No, or in, in Italian. Uh, Italian. Yeah, I think so. You're going to really live that up. That do they have Starbucks kind of, in Rome? That's a good question. I think they do. They probably do. Okay. But I, I, their version to, of it. I don't know why you would go. i got to that. imagine that, that uh, <laughs> it's real Italians would look down on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, Although, yeah, yeah. I don't drink coffee, <laughs> so I'm just... So what are you going <laughs> to drink? What are you going to drink when you get over there? Like, Are you going to get a, like a little espresso? Or are you going to get a cappuccino in the morning? Are you going to get listen, like listen, a listen, cafe listen, solo? Listen cafe solo is like a half a cup of coffee. I don't even know where I'm going to live before October. <laughs> I, I have no clue what I'm going to be drinking over the casa. there. The Casa. You're going to be at the well, Casa. Well, yeah, but, but before that, when I study, i gotta, I got to study in Genoa. I don't have a place to live in Genoa yet, so I'm working on it. Well, everybody pray for Father David that he has a place <laughs> to live. I had, a, I had a friend in seminary who went to Rome as a seminarian to study there, and uh, it killed us because, you know, Rome is, or Italy is known for its good coffee. And whenever he came back, he would fill his suitcase full of Dunkin' Donuts coffee grounds because <laughs> uh, he just wanted some good American coffee. 
And uh, so he's living in Italy, but drinking Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know. I don't know if that'll be me or not, but time will tell. Time will no, tell. you make your own French press every single day. I do. You grind the beans and everything. That's it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's Father Father Bob Lacroix. When I was living with him, he got me. He got me hooked on good coffee, and uh, can't go back. Can't go back after that. So. Um, to kind of wrap this all up here, Father John, why don't you uh, share with us a blessing of your last two years and invite the young men or older men who are listening to consider it, the priesthood, that is. Of course. <laughs> uh, the, the, the blessing is the community, um, living with the three of you. Um, you go off to the seminary wondering if you are worthy to serve as a priest. Um, and then you're ordained. And then you realize that everything that you are doing, um, you are just an instrument. And, and God is using you to help his people. Um, and it's humbling and it's beautiful because some days you'll... you'll after those really long days, you put your head on the pillow and you are just grateful that um, it's the surrender novena. I, oh, Jesus, I surrender myself. Take care of everything. So you just let God and, and he utilizes you. And you just surrender and you're obedient and, and whatever I can do to help the church grow. So if you're out there and if you're you're passionate and you're faithful and, and, and you're Questioning. What if I'm older? What if I'm like 40? even if you're even if you're even if you're forty, not that forty <laughs> is old. What would you tell to a forty-five-year-old right now who's considering? I would tell anybody who's, um, regardless of their age, if you've ever thought, ever considered, ever wondered what it would like to be a priest, you need to call Father Craig uh, at the vocations office and set up an appointment. Um, you need to explore it um, because it's the Holy Spirit um, kind of knocking at your door. Amen to that. Amen. I've, I've never heard anyone regret exploring the possibility no. of a call. No, absolutely. You know? Yeah, no. I, 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 there's no downside. No, you know? There is no downside. You, you, it, it, there's it no is, downside it, to being It is a win-win. Win-win, absolute. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Father David? Oh, a blessing and what you would say to a young man. Well, the the blessing is definitely the community life, but but in ministry, I think I, the blessing I've been reflecting on, as I shared before, is just uh, these deep friendships that are formed. Where it's yeah, as a priest, you give of yourself, but you also receive so much, right? And, and the people, uh, especially the people you get to know and love, they really they form you into the priest that you are. Uh, and so so it's really it's really the people who have been a blessing to me, as I you know doing the priestly thing, right? Uh, and, and that's that's probably what I'm gonna gonna miss the most about Divine Child is just just like these these inspiring people who love the Lord and inspire you to love the Lord on those days when your feet are dragging and and really just kind of pull that that fatherhood out of you. Um, so yeah, that's the blessing. A a advice to young men, uh, I guess it would be similar to Father John's, but I'd say specifically, uh, just pray, you know? Take some quiet time before the Lord in the Eucharist. Find an adoration chapel 
and just open your heart to the Lord and kind of kind of be like Samuel, you know, uh, here I am, Lord, right? I come to do your will. Or here I am, send me, you know. Um, that openness to the Lord is is priceless. And, and you'll never, I mean, you, I've said it before, you'll never be miserable if you're doing what he's created you to do. Uh, and so just give, give him a chance to reveal his will to you. All right. Well, Father David, you want to lead us out in a prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the brotherhood that you've blessed us with uh, at Divine Child over these last uh, couple years. And we thank you for our, our, our shared ministry in so many ways. Um, Lord, I ask your blessing. You send your Holy Spirit upon all those listening to this podcast, especially on uh, any young men or older men who might be discerning a priestly vocation. Send the Holy Spirit to give them first clarity and second, courage to, uh, to know your will and then to carry it out wholeheartedly. Uh, we entrust ourselves to you through the Blessed Mother. Amen. 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 Father, the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, brothers. Good to be with you. Same here. Same here. You've been listening to Men of the Hearts, a monthly podcast from the Archdiocese of Detroit Office of Priestly Vocations. Join me every month, Father Craig Guerra. And me, Father David Pelican. As we explore the priesthood, hear vocation stories from priests all over the Archdiocese and answer questions about discerning a priestly vocation. Tune in every month to wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at DetroitPriestlyVocations.com.